Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Orange Tree Podcast. I was looking forward to this episode. Um, it's all about Q&A, right? So I've gotten, a, over the years, I've been asked a lot of questions when it comes to health and fitness. And uh, we also have had some clients actually kind of submit some questions recently to kind of be answered on the podcast. So I'm excited to um, answer some of these questions, maybe um, and uh, provide a little clarification or maybe break down some myths around some of these questions. And uh, I'm not going to let myself dive too deep into these and kind of get into the weeds. Um, and if you want, you know, more information on a specific question I have or an answer, you could always reach out to me or feel free to ask your trainer. Um, your trainer will probably have a lot of knowledge around the, the, the question as well, and they could provide some clarification. But before we get started today, um, I just want to give a huge shout out to Lean Feast. Um, my, my breakfast have been spot on this week. Um, I, I think I found the perfect combination of my breakfast. I've been doing six ounces of tri-tip seasoned steak their breakfast hash, which is like potatoes with a little bit of cheese. And I've been doing their mixed vegetables. Um, we've been also buying little small to go packets of guacamole, throwing it in the mic for a couple minutes, mixing the guacamole in and the, my breakfast has been like on point. It's just been super tasty. So if you guys haven't checked them out, head over there and give my meal a shot, right? And see how you like it for your breakfast. I guarantee you're going to enjoy it. Um, and it's going to be super tasty. And it's been kind of cool getting away from the traditional, like I would call breakfast foods, um, like the eggs or the pancakes or the yogurts and kind of just eating steak and eating some breakfast hash and some mixed vegetables. Um, and I found I don't really necessarily need the traditional breakfast food. So it's actually allowed me to kind of a little bit more variance now in, in, in my breakfast because I don't have to stick to those traditional things. So um, just a reminder, if you guys um, want to check Lean Feast out, uh, you could use the coupon code OSPODCAST either online or in the store to receive 10% off your order that day. So um, that's a huge, awesome savings and um, it'll make meal prep and um, eating clean super, super easy for you guys. So here we go. So let's hop into um, some of the questions today. So like I said, I'm not going to dive into the weeds. I'm just going to kind of uh, state the question and then kind of uh, go into it a little bit and just kind of leave it there. So question number one, and these are in no specific order. Um, so I'm just going to kind of flow through down the list of questions I've been kind of writing down as I've been told them or asked them, um, and then just kind of going to answer some of them. So the first question we got on here is why am I always so tight? So I think this is in just like reference to just general mobility and like, you know, waking up in the morning or just throughout the day. And, you know, flexibility and mobility comes with time. And we always, if we sit at a desk for eight to 10 hours and we only move our bodies for one to two, you know, where is this, the scale tip there, right? We're seated more. So in order to start to reverse, you know, the tightness, you need to start move, utilizing your body a little bit more, moving a little bit more, but spending more dedicated, consistent time stretching. And one of the ways I love this or one way um, I love doing this is, you know, um, you know, downloading or following a yoga app that you have access to so you can follow along and do yoga videos at home or joining a yoga studio. Um, you're going to have dedicated, you know, 30 minutes to an hour of time to just moving your body, loosening up your joints. And without that, you're always going to feel tight. Like it, there is no, obviously, you know, magic pill to loosen up your hamstrings or loosen up your tight back. Um, it really just does come down to just daily movement, um, walking and just standing. And instead of being seated for so long, you know, use your, 
you know, a timer or something, if you have a sedentary job and have it vibrate like your, uh, like an Apple watch or something, it can vibrate at you every 30 minutes or every 45 minutes and, and, and just kind of remind you to stand up and move around a little bit. Uh, maybe trying to find um, those days when maybe you have like a meeting for work, but you could throw some headphones in and just go for a walk because you don't really necessarily need to be a, like an active member of that meeting. So you can kind of um, move your body instead of just sitting and listening to the meeting. So just finding ways to get more movement in your day, but also it really kind of starts with that consistency of, you know, stretching. And um, if you're not going to do it yourself, you know, finding that um, yoga flow or yoga studio that you have to go to, that'll kind of help you stay a little bit more consistent. So really what it comes down to is you just got to move and you got to stretch and you got to do it consistently. So that's why you're always tight. <laughs> um, now we'll jump into the next one. Oh, I like this one. Why do I feel fat on Mondays? <laughs> I've been there. I think we've all been there. Um, you feel fat on Mondays probably because you didn't do too much on the weekend. And, um, and you probably ate foods that you probably normally don't eat or you overate or you um, had a little bit too much alcohol and your just body's just not feeling good on Monday. Um, so that's usually the typical cause of it is, you know, the weekends, we tend not to move as much, right? Depending on the weekends, um, we, you know, tend to just kind of hang out at home. You're seated more, you're watching TV, you're just relaxing, which you should do. But um, we probably negated movement, um, going for a walk, moving our bodies in some sort of exercise fashion, um, maybe doing some yoga. So that's usually what it really comes down to is that you're just kind of going into Monday, you're lethargic, you got the case of the Mondays, you know, you're dreading Monday already. And so you just kind of wake up and you just, you know, you ate too much, you kind of went past your hunger cues. Um, you may be, be uh, celebrated a party or you watched football with somebody and you had too much to drink. And so you wake up Monday and you just kind of feel a little groggy. Um, no worries, right? It happens. Um, if you step on the scale Monday morning and you see that it's up a couple pounds, don't freak out. We don't gain fat that fast. Um, that's just going to be kind of like water weight and inflammation. And by Wednesday or Thursday, that number will be back to kind of what it was before the weekend. So but if it's important to you, you know, to show up to your workout on Monday or to wake up Monday feeling rejuvenated and not feeling fat, then I highly recommend it just making sure that just like during your week, you're prioritizing movement, you're going out for a walk, you're maybe hopping in at a weekend group class at, you know, your local gym, um, you're doing kind of whatever it takes to kind of just move and, and then focus on your food, right? Don't treat Saturday and Sunday just like Monday through Friday, right? It, it, the calories count the same on the weekends too, which they didn't, but the calories, calories still count the same. Sugar still affects us. Alcohol still um, affects us and, you know, ruins our sleep quality. So just making sure that, you know, if it's important to you to feel good on Monday, treat Saturday and Sunday, just like any other day. All right, moving on. Third question. I have been told I am eating too little and that is why I'm gaining weight. Oh, I get this question all the time. And there, I'll, I'm going to first at, I'll start with this. Imagine somebody said this to you. I was told that I'm eating too much food and that's why I'm losing weight. Doesn't that sound ridiculous, right? It's crazy, right? And so that's, that's just the inverse of the first question. I've been told I'm eating too little. That's why I'm gaining weight. And where this sentence I think gets kind of um, just kind of gets messed up and gets a little, you know, um, where people kind of confuse it a little bit is that, you know, everyone kind of hears if you go on a very low caloric diet you, um, and you're in a huge deficit and you, you can mess up your metabolism, which is true, right? If you 
you know, you go on one of these super, super low calorie diets where you're eating 500 calories a day and, and you, you just like feel miserable. And of course you're going to lose a lot of weight because your body literally has nothing to gain weight from, but you're also ruining your metabolism. And that's why if somebody is coming off of one of those low calorie diets and they're trying to go back to just eating normally, their metabolism maybe has slowed down. And so it hasn't really kind of restabilized out. It hasn't kind of caught back up. And so now they're going back to eating more calories to where maybe they're eating 2000 or 2,500 calories in a day. And because of that, and because the metabolism hasn't quite caught up, um, you may be still in a very big surplus at that point where eating 2,500 calories is a big, big, very big caloric surplus. Um, and your caloric burn is just really low because your metabolism's not firing. So if you're only burning because you came off a 500 calorie diet and you're only burning, let's say a thousand calories a day because you're not moving your body and your, your, you know, your, uh, metabolism is just really sluggish. You may only be burning a thousand. So if you're eating 2,500, now each day you're in a 1500 calorie surplus and you know, that's, you know, a couple pounds a week. Um, if we're in that big of a surplus, so that's where that question gets a little hairy, but it, it no one gains weight by eating too little. Um, so just kind of lose that. And whoever tells you that just slap them in the face, um, and ask them, well, you know, <laughs> ask them like that other question. Like if someone told you, I was told I was eating too much and that's why I'm losing weight. Like it just doesn't make any sense. So, um, there's a lot more going on, um, than just eating too little. And that's why you're gaining weight. I'll tell you right now, that's not the case. And we need to take a deeper dive. All right, moving on next question. Um, this one's about not being able to afford, afford more training, but I need to like prioritize where I spend my money. Okay. Well, I think that question has the answer right in it is coming down to prior prioritization of your money. Um, and if training is really important to you and your health and your wellness is super important to you, um, then you're going to find ways to make training, you know, affordable to you, or you're going to make it work. Um, and I always say your greatest wealth is your health. Um, we can't enjoy retirement if we're giving all our retirement money to the old folks home because we didn't take care of ourselves or we're having a ton of crazy surgeries and medical bills are stacking up or we're on a bunch of medications that get really expensive. So, you know, your wealth is your health. Um, or so your health is your wealth. So, and I also think, you know, a lot of us, depending, um, we may not necessarily know what we're spending our money on. We don't really necessarily have a budget. You're just kind of spend money, um, where you need to and how you want to. Um, but I think sometimes it helps you get a little clear. If you do have a budget and you know exactly where you're spending your money, that's just going to make it a little bit more clear for you to sit down and look at everywhere you're spending money. And then it helps you figure out where you would like to make some cuts. Um, so that fitness can be more of a priority and you can allocate more money to it. Um, you know, we all have those, you know, different, there's like 40,000 different streaming services now. And, um, we got, and maybe it's getting rid of like three or four of those streaming services and it might free up 80 to hundred bucks and allow you to get a couple more personal training sessions in a month. So it's just figuring out what is more a priority to you. Is Netflix more a priority to you, priority to you or is your health and working out more? So, um, I think that's where you kind of got to start there and that's any, and that's everybody's journey right there. You know, we can't, you know, I'm not here to manage anybody's money. Um, but if fitness is important to you, then you might have to just kind of take a look at, um, where you're spending your money. Um, next one, caffeine alternatives. Um, well, caffeine is great. Uh, I partake in the caffeine game every once in a while. Um, but I think it's definitely uh, not something that it should be a staple um, in your day. 
I guess I, I say, I could, I guess caffeine is a staple in my day somewhat due to my um, coffee drinking in the morning. Um, but I like, to, I like to think, you know, caffeine, a good alternative for uh, caffeine would just be, if you're trying to get away from it, it would be just moving your body, um, going for a walk, getting some sun, um, drinking water, um, doing things that are just energy giving to you um, and getting away from like the energy sucking things and, you know, really focusing on just like, you know, eating clean, better food, right? Um, you know, your better quality of food will really kind of help boost that. Um, if you're in Wisconsin and, and it's middle of winter, maybe some vitamin D, right? Where we get into winter and we're not getting enough sunlight and that could play a big role in it. But your sleep, right? If you feel like you're always just like crashing or falling asleep in the middle of the day, you got to take a look at, um, you know, how are you sleeping at night? Are you prioritizing getting eight hours of sleep? And I don't want to hear anybody say, oh, Tom, I'm good on four. I'm good on six. I don't need eight. Like, no, I promise you, get eight and tell me how you feel. You're going to feel amazing. Um, so, you know, you got to kind of take a look at where um, you might be kind of falling short when it comes to like the energy and then where you can kind of make small tweaks to get it. But um, I don't think there's really necessarily any sort of like special drug or pill or alternative for you to take besides, you know, caffeine. Um, it's great if you need it in a pinch, um, but it definitely shouldn't be something that, um, you're utilizing in high dosages of like 200 milligrams, 300 milligrams. And especially if you're drinking that much, making sure that it's not past noon or one o'clock. Um, because any time past that, you're really going to, um, start to affect, um, your sleep. And then that's why you're tired the next day. So then you go back to more caffeine and you could kind of see this vicious circle. So, um, that's what my recommendation, get outside, get some air, move your body. And uh, usually I perk right up when I start moving. Um, next question, what should I be doing outside of the gym? Um, anything you want. Um, but I'm guessing that this question is geared towards more of like fitness and moving your body. Um, and I really think this is, you know, it, it, this really is going to depend on you and your journey and what your goals are. So some people maybe may need to be doing more outside the gym than others. Um, but to really keep it simple, you know, I think outside of the gym is where we really need to focus on the other habits, maybe besides moving our body, where the ones that are also going to make really big impact in our lives, um, which is, you know, I've touched on a couple of them, but like your water intake, your, your sleep, your stress management, your, um, your food, right. And maybe getting better at meal planning and cooking at home and things like that, that stuff is going to make a huge impact um, on your life and your health. Um, and it may not necessarily be movement, but if we're talking about movement, you know, um, depending on if you're at the gym two to five days a week, it, it really will depend, but you know, you can never go wrong with a, a great walk, right. Or focusing on getting your, you know, eight to 10,000 steps a day, you know, on top of your workout, um, you know, and just, I think another big thing that's really overlooked and not done at home is stretching. You know, I really think a lot of us can really benefit more from, dedicated, consistent time, um, stretching. And there are a lot of really good, good tools out there for you to help you, um, stretch like yoga apps. Um, little shout out to down dog yoga. If you guys have never checked them out, head up to like down dog And it's an app right on your phone or you could do it on your computer and you literally get to pick how much time you want to stretch for. So five to like 60 minutes. And it automatically creates a little yoga flow for you. You press start and you follow along to it as simple as that. Um, so, 
you know, I think stretching is definitely something that we could all benefit from because one is just going to make you feel good. So who doesn't like just feeling better without aches and pains, but also it's going to help you recover from your workout um, that you did earlier that week, which then is going to make you prepped and um, feeling better for your next workout. Um, so you could put a better effort in that workout and not show up debilitated sore or your back's really tight because since you worked out on Monday, it's now Thursday, but since Monday you haven't done anything besides sit at your desk for eight to 10 hours a day and then Netflix and chill and then go to sleep. And so now you're showing up your next workout and uh, you did deadlifts on Monday and now your back's tight and your hamstrings are sore. Well, that could have all, that could have been all prevented with just a little bit of movement and some consistent dedicated stretching. So Outside the gym, keep it simple and and focus on the things that you can control and the things that you are willing to commit to. Um, if it's not something you're not willing to commit to, like running five miles a day, like I'm not going to commit to that. So I wouldn't do it. So make sure it's something that you're going to commit to and that you actually see yourself doing. Next question. What can I do about muscle soreness? Oh, that's the golden question, right? Sometimes we just need soreness. This is going to run its route. So sometimes you could try to do everything in your power, take an ice bath, foam roll, get a massage, you know, everything you can imagine, you know, like meditate and just like, you know, eat a bunch of really good food and your soreness is still there. And that's going to happen. Sometimes soreness just needs to run its course. Um, but kind of going back to what you should be doing outside of the gym and going back to question number one is why am I always so tight? Um, what you could do about muscle soreness is one stretch, right? Some static stretching in yoga, right? Get some fresh blood to those muscles. Also using your muscles. So if your legs are sore, it doesn't mean that you can't squat or you can't lunge just because you're sore. I would do some bodyweight squats, do some bodyweight lunges. Getting fresh blood flow to those muscles is really going to help them recover a lot faster. Um, eating just nutritious foods, um, going on a walk and just moving like, and kind of getting the, back to the blood flow idea um, and really good restful sleep. Um, and besides that, there's just not much more you can do for your muscle soreness. It's just going to run its course. And really muscle soreness is just your body at the end of the day, when it recovers, just being stronger than it was before. Right. Um, we get sore because we damage the muscle and then the muscle repairs itself and it's stronger. And that's, and that's how getting stronger works. And that's called adaptation, which is great. So we're always going to run into some sort of soreness. Um, and it's just going to run its course, but yeah, stretch, walk, eat healthy foods and get some sleep, drink lots of water, and you'll definitely help expedite it. And let's go into the last question we'll go over to today. Um, how long does it take to see results? All right. And so yet again, this is another one of those questions that will differ between person to person, right? Um, it really all depends on what you're willing and what you're committed to doing um, and how often you're committed to doing it. And really, there is no rush, right? I, we live in this world of instant gratification. Um, emails come quick, text message come quick. But when it comes to your fitness, it, it just I'm not going to lie to you, it, it takes time. And it's frustrating and you're going to have ups and downs. But as long as you still you keep your head in the game, you, you keep chugging along, you're going to continue to move in the proper trajectory and you will get there, all right? Um, but you got to stick to it and it's going to be tough. No one said it's going to be easy. It's one of the toughest things you'll ever do when it comes to lifestyle change and habit change. You got to get good at saying no to important people in your life. Like, you know, someone makes you a drink and you're just like, you know what? No, I don't want it. Thank you so much, but I don't want it. Or, 
maybe how you um, communicate with family is through food and just saying no to your family or, or, or making sure that you, if you're going to eat it, you're, you understand how much of it you need to eat and it just results. But I would say, you know, you have to stay consistent for at least the six, six to eight weeks with anything to see any sort of result. And that's not going to be a huge result, right? I'm not going to say that if you want to lose 70 pounds, sticking to something for six to eight weeks, you're going to lose 70 pounds, but you're going to see a result and it's the small wins, right? And the small wins can be anything from I'm consistent. I didn't miss one workout this week at the gym or this month. That could be a huge win for you because you may have not done that in 10 years. Um, so focusing on those, those little wins and those will really kind of keep you going and, and the, then stacking those little wins on top of each other will lead to the big ones. Right. And some of those other little wins are just like your clothes fitting better. Um, you're able to, com uh, complete like more challenging or longer workouts without feeling so exhausted so early. Um, you know, at orange shoe in our 30 minute personal training sessions, like you might be able to make it the whole 30 minutes and not feel like completely spent. Um, and that right there is a win. We tend to overlook those though, because we want the big wins. We want the crazy weight loss. We want to, you know, deadlift a thousand pounds. Um, but we got to focus on the little ones. Um, so, you know, like I said, everyone's going to be a little different and it depends on a lot of different factors of how, how in did you go? Did you go all in and you're working out, you know, four to five days a week with a couple rest days, you're stretching on those off days. You're, you know, you cleaned up your diet completely. You're drinking lots of water. You're getting eight hours of sleep and you've rehauled your entire life. Well, that person might see results a little bit quicker and faster than somebody who's just working out two days a week. Um, and then when they're not at the gym, um, they're, you know, they're focusing on some things. They have good days. They have bad days. Um, but besides that, their life really hasn't changed. Now that person, yeah, they're going to, they'll get results, but they're going to be very slow. And as long as you realize that and understand that, um, that it's in your control of, you know, the speed of your results and, and what that result is that you get, um, it's in your control and we're here to partner with you and help you. Um, but we like to start off small and one thing at a time. I really don't like the all let's go all in and change everything because, we all know that just doesn't work. Like you'll do it for three weeks and just get completely fried and then um, just be like, I, I can't do that. And that's what we don't want. I'd rather see you have small little successful wins and in, in, in small changes of like a pound of weight loss a week or something like that um, in consistency and do that for six to 12 you know, months in a row. Um, that's going to be way more sustainable, but also you're going to throughout that process, you're going to create really good habits that I'm going to be pretty confident in that if you ever left working with me or you leave your gym, that because of those habits you formed, you're probably never going to gain that weight back. And that's the one thing we want to um, stay away from is going all in, losing a bunch of weight, feeling great. And then all of a sudden we just jump off the bandwagon because we're fried. And then we just gain the weight back. And a lot of times we actually gain more back. So um, yeah, so results are, are different all across the board for everybody and, um, and not to fret, um, be, and get upset if you have somebody or a friend who's like getting results quicker than you. Um, there's a lot of other underlying factors as well that play into, um, the results you see and, and where you see them. Um, and, uh, maybe where you see the fat loss, you know, someone might see the fat loss come from their stomach first, and some people might see it in their face in their arms or their legs. And, um, but if we're really focused on wanting to lose it in the stomach and it's not losing it there, we think it's a loss and we're not getting results, but we're losing it other places. And so we just gotta, it's not just black and white. Um, it's a little, um, gray and, uh, that's what we're here to help you understand as well. So 
there we go, guys. We answered some fun questions um, and some good ones. And so I would love if uh, you've really found this uh, episode interesting or you would like to submit a question. Remember, you could always go um, to the link in the bio of this podcast um, and you can um, submit a question to the podcast or just ask your trainer and tell the trainer to send it over to Tom and I will put it on the list. So these are really fun to do for me. And I'm sure that um, your question, if you have that question and you're wondering something, I guarantee you there's a lot of other people wondering as well. And I always say the, the, you know, the dumbest question is the one not asked. So please ask away. And um, I look forward to doing more of these episodes, um, these Q&A episodes. So um, there we have it, guys. Thank you so much again for tuning into the podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, episode 28, man, we're, we're moving right along. The goal is still 100, and uh, I'm not going to stop until we get there. And hopefully, um, I'm still enjoying it and loving it, and we're going much farther than that. So thank you guys again for um, for listening. Um, please you know, send any, of, um, any recommendations or um, feedback that you have, or obviously any of your questions that you have that you would like answered on future episodes like this. So thanks again so much and, um, have a great rest of your day.